Blog Talk Radio. I'm Lori Baker. Today's guest is Riley Bodenstab. He is currently on the show Days of Our Lives, playing the role of Cole. Also, he is returning to the primetime show Justified, and he has many projects going on in film and television, which we talk about. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Outtakes has a lot of listeners who uh, watch Days of Our Lives. Enjoy your uh, uh, this new storyline that's going on with JJ and Paige, and of course you play Cole, who's sort of the almost boyfriend of Paige that has a past. How have you been enjoying playing this role? Oh, it's a great character, you know. Like Cole's a really dynamic guy. Um, <laughs> personally, I think he's a little misunderstood. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I think some people might agree with me. Um, you know, he's really in love with Paige, I think, but he he never really thought anything would come of it and we're starting to see some things kind of go away or going away I don't think he really ever expected Uh, I think he was just really happy to have some you know some company and some friendship that he wasn't really like expecting and it just kind of unfolding in a way he wasn't really ever realizing could happen I guess you could say yeah, well, it looks like maybe we're going to see, uh, since J.J. and Paige seem to be splitting up and there's a big uh, storyline twist that will probably split them up more, like, you know, when she finds out J.J.'s been sleeping with her mother. Uh, <laughs> once, the, once this stuff comes <laughs> out, Cole and Paige may even have more more of a storyline coming. Uh, what would you like to see happen with Cole? Well, I, I mean, I think... Cole would love to see it work out with him and Paige, you know, but we got to see what happens, right? You know, it's um, it's a, it's an unfolding process, and what's fun about it is, you know, it's always kind of like, you never really know what's going to happen next, and it, you know, it's it's a fun ride. So I, I know you have a lot of experience working in prime time and working in film. How is it working mm-hmm. in a soap opera? Because the pace of, of shooting is so extremely intense on a soap. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's very intense. Um, it, it was very, it was a little daunting the first time I did it. I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that had very similar experiences, not negative, just, you know, it, it's like, it's almost overwhelming when you first get into it, but you, it's just a different beast. It's almost kind of like a blend between theater and film in some ways, because it's just, like you said, the pacing is so fast. And uh, you just got to really be on your A game is something I've learned. Like it, it really forces you to really be as good as you can be and be ready for anything. So I, I, I've enjoyed it ultimately. I think it's really um, – it, it's added another tool to my wheelhouse. And, you know, it's, it, it's fun. And the people are really great and really supportive. So, you know, you hear stories and things from other people and this and that, not on, on the show, but, I mean, just – outside of the show of like, oh, yeah, it's so tough and it's this and that. And, you know, sometimes people are this or that or whatever. And I found it to be just the opposite, that everybody's really, really nice and really supportive. And, you know, it's, at least on our show, I can't speak to other shows. But um, I don't know. From talking to even people that worked on other shows, it seems like, you know, they tend to be like really tight-knit groups and families and they work 
really well together. So it, it's, you know, it's a job, and everybody just wants to do their part and do it well. So, Are there any uh, actors on the ca- in the cast that have maybe, uh, you know, given you advice or helped you out? I, I would say uh, Cassie, who plays Eve, has definitely been mm-hmm. very supportive and um, probably given me the best advice. I'm, I'm trying to remember specifically what it was. Um, a couple times, though, just kind of, she just, I think we have de- definitely very similar processes in how we handle um, material and kind of the craft and whatnot. You know, every actor is very unique and different, and even the two of us are very different, but there's some similarities. So she's definitely been probably the one that's, you know, anything she's said or re- advice she's given me has resonated probably the best. So. Oh, well, she's been around for so long in, in soap operas, uh, you know, One Life to Live. It, it, I'm sure that she's just, uh, <laughs> she. I'm sure she has a ton of valuable advice, so that's wonderful. Yeah, she's so, a wealth of knowledge for sure. So oh, she's fantastic yeah. to work with, just such a, you know, really generous actor and very, um, you know, just good person overall, so. Mm-hmm. So more exciting news uh, that you are, are unjustified playing a drug dealer <laughs> yeah, I'm coming back. So. And you're coming back. So, uh, did you? Yeah. First of all, tell for people who don't haven't seen Justified what your role is on the show. Um, so my role on Justified, I play uh, Derek Waters. Um, he's kind of not. You know, there's some similarities to Cole um, in some ways. He's kind of a kid that's gone a little astray, and uh, you know. Uh, He's got uh, a little bit more of a, I think a little bit more of an edge to him in some ways. But you know what? There's a lot of comparisons actually now that I think about it. So you know, it's it's definitely within the wheelhouse of kind of a certain kind of role I've been playing recently. And Derek is uh, Derek is the boyfriend of Loretta on the show. At the time when I started, he was the boyfriend of Loretta, and it's just kind of been. he's been a really interesting character to kind of act opposite her and kind of show another side of Loretta. So that's kind of one of the main reasons for Derek is that he, um, he really kind of helps showcase certain elements in Loretta. Um, when I did it the first season or I'm sorry, last season and then this season, there's going to be some new things that I can't really get into too much. So. Did you always know from that first season that they were going to bring your character back or is this a surprise? No, actually, I didn't know. So, yeah, this was a surprise. So, I mean, uh-huh. it's kind of one of those things that's really interesting, like in TV, and, you know, I find this in the soap opera world as well. It's You're kind of just as much on the journey as the audience is in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a uh-huh. fun process in that. So, you know, you're, you're not really clued into a lot because they're moving so fast, and they're. it's not that you're not clued in. You're definitely a little ahead when you're, you're in the working environment of it. But, you know you're kind of just uh, riding it out as well with the audience in a lot of ways to see kind of what unfolds and happens because, you know, the show is being developed as they work. You know, most of the time there's very few shows that they have, like at the beginning of the first season, they have six seasons planned out or seven or four or whatever. You know, it's it's it happens, but not that often I've found. It's really interesting. So We were talking about how there's similarities between – Cole and Derek, they're both dark characters, you know, drug dealer in jail. Do you enjoy playing these kind of dark characters? Yeah, I actually love playing characters across the board. So, I mean, I'm 
I'm not very specific to the kind of character I love the most because I like a diversity of characters, but I really like these ones. So, you know, these guys, you know, they, they've got, um, they've got things that have happened in their lives. They have, um, they have a past, you know, I mean, everybody has a past and all characters really, you can kind of make them dynamic ultimately, but yeah, these are the ones I've been given. So I really like the chance to just kind of like tackle their story and create things that were there and play with the things that were already, you know, that are given in the script and the material. But there's, there's, so many things that make up a person, right? And, you know, these two guys have, both have these incredibly rich pasts smothering under the surface. You know, they're both kind of, um, they're both misunderstood. Misunderstood is actually a good, good like, way to describe both of them, I think. And even though they're not misunderstood on the show necessarily, they're just kind of those type of people that are misunderstood in life, and that's kind of why I think they get themselves in trouble and into these situations. So when you get something like that, that means you get an opportunity to really weave in a lot of really interesting stuff underneath, you know, acting and filmmaking for the people that have never kind of really delved into that before the acting or the, you know, kind of have the characterization process and how you develop a character. A lot of it is, a lot of it is really kind of weaving in these subtleties and these little stories and these things, at least that's kind of part of my process. And it brings out the subtext and, you know, it, it makes every line kind of more important when there's something that kind of goes along with it. It's, underneath the words you know in life i think one of my coaches taught me like a while back that no one ever really says what they really mean you know that even even though it's not that they're lying it's not that they're not telling the truth it's not that they're not even saying literally what they mean it's just that underneath somewhere there's always another there's always another motive there's always something else going on there's always this kind of little subtextual meaning of what you're really trying to get out of the thing you're saying, meaning the bigger picture, and even even on a smaller level, just these little tiny things. And so that's kind of what's fun about playing these types of characters and all characters, really, at the end of the day. So Yeah, well, not only are you, know, you playing these kind of characters, but uh, you've been cast in a comedy pilot, so you're also doing comedy. Yeah. Well, could you tell us anything about that? Um, you know, I, I don't think I can say too much. I, I just, it's really, really fresh. Um, what I can say is I'm really excited to be working on a comedy pilot. Um, this year, you know, pilots are, it's one of those things where as an actor, you, it's really exciting to be part of a pilot because it's a new thing. Um, I'm playing a character that is, um, far more, uh, yeah, he's a little more relaxed and he's a little more chill and kind of, uh, he's more of a, you know, a bro. (laughs) Well, I don't know. That's kind of one of the ways I can do explain it but comedy is really fun you know there, there's not a big difference for me in comedy versus uh, drama you know the stakes just have to be really high as well um, the difference is really the writing you know it's, it's you as a person still need to be real and be present in the moment or as an actor and just kind of it's his reality it's that character's reality so you know I'm excited to do it and you never know with these pilots where they're going to go or what's going to happen with them so it's a little nerve-wracking at times too but also you have a couple of films slated uh for release this year uh both horror mm-hmm. films so talking about you know trying to find the reality in a horror film often they're like crazy situations uh tell us a yeah. little bit about about these upcoming movies um well both of them were really really fun processes um Velisca was one that i i really enjoyed doing that it was a um, it was an intense project, you know, and they had a good sized budget, but they were, you know, like anybody, you know, kind of their I don't, I don't want to say they're beginning filmmakers because they're a, a range of kind of different levels on the project, but they're all hungry filmmakers at the very least. 
So they were very passionate about the project, and they put their all into it, and they made the most out of the financing that they had, and I think it's going to be a pretty good film. You know, it, it was really cool because the director, um, he he really liked me, and I, I, I've got a, you know, I really need to kind of throw a shout-out to him because he ultimately, he, he tweaked the character to make it really fit me, and he was really excited about working with me. So he, he went in and even did it some work on it to make it really souped up to what he saw in me and he believed in me that I was capable of pulling off. So he even added more dynamics and layers because he was like, look, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get a character actor that could really play with as many levels as you can. So it was really cool to hear that he wanted to then go and give me more to work with. So that was, that was a really cool thing to be able to have those added elements, those added layers, those added dynamics, more intense scenes, things that he didn't think we were going to be able to kind of necessarily get pulled off in the movie without someone who could pull them off. So it was a really, it was a really big compliment too, ultimately. So. And this movie's a ghost story, right? Yeah. It's about the Velisca axe murders. Um, and, and it's, it basically, it, it was inspired by the house that the attacks took place at. And, uh, you know, the director, he, he basically wanted to um, he wanted to kind of take something that he knew from the stories and the real and kind of create something that fit around it. And then you know, there's he, he pulled a lot of truths from it, pulled a lot of things that you know, fr- from what I'm, I've heard, like some of them are true, or I think most of it is true story. So um, I mean, he, he could definitely tell, like, speak to that a lot more. But I, I think that there is. I'm pretty sure most of it is a true story with some added additional characters in there. So I, I've actually, I don't want to speak for or against that because I actually, I can't remember what the exact amount of true, um, I know there's some true story in there. So. And uh, the other film is Last Boat to Alcatraz, uh, where uh, the, these five friends decide to take an illegal night tour of Alcatraz. And I, I suppose there's some excitement in that story. Uh yeah, well, that one. That movie. Yeah, that one. Um, that one was a really fun movie to film. Uh, again, same type of deal. Labor of love, passion project for the filmmakers. Um, and it was really interesting because we were filming on Alcatraz Island, so that was a really Alcatraz Island at nighttime. Uh, you know, again, it, it's a a film about hauntings on Alcatraz Island, and you're there at night, and there was a lot of weird stuff that went down. Like, we were recording, um, <laughs> this was really weird, because I'm not a big, like, believer in ghosts and whatnot, but it was really strange. We were doing a scene, and, you know, everybody was saying quiet on set, and we kept hearing this noise, and it sounded like kind of somebody, like, talking or, like, whispering and kind of yelling whispering, and so the security guards, were, like, had to go run around to, like, figure out, you know, who was still at the building and, like, shut the whole thing down, and... You know, there was nobody who was supposed to be there, but it's like a big place, and there's a lot of people that even work there at night because there's the tours during the day. So we're like, okay, we got to isolate whatever, whoever's making the noise and just tell them, you know, we're filming and whatnot. And we couldn't find anybody. There was nobody there. And we went back and played back later that night because it just kind of kept going on. And underneath, there was like this, we, like on the audio recording, we went and used the audio recording to see what it was. And there was this like playback. It just kept saying these like words underneath that we no one could make out, but it was almost like someone panicked really 
worried and concerned. I mean, it was, again, it was just a vocal quality, but you couldn't really make out what they were saying. It was so faint. It was, you know, just a boom, a sound recording boom. But, yeah, that was really creepy. <laughs> I gotta tell you, like, I've never really experienced anything like that. And, you know, I don't know what it was to this day, but it was it was pretty funny because we at the same time we were filming about how we were talking in the scene about how people got, um, you know, locked up in one of the cells and whatnot. It's kind of one of these stories that all the prison mates used to tell about, you know, someone who died in one of the cells, and they're not even sure how he died because they can't even prove that he killed himself and whatnot. Anyway, so it was a <laughs> kind of a life imitating uh, the film in a way. So it was a little creepy. Aside from, you know, risking your life in, in haunted houses to, to shoot movies, I understand you're a daredevil and you like to do your own stunts. And I, yeah, there's something to do with a motorcycle and a freeway. Could you tell us? Oh, I, yeah. I some well... story about that. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I got cast in this project, The Killer of Men, that was a really high-budget short film. Um, we're actually going to be releasing that online in the not-too-future, so, um, you know, definitely tell your audience to keep an eye out for that if you could, because it's going to be a really cool little short, and we're trying to develop a new future, as I said. Uh, I did my own stunts for it. The guys got me my motorcycle license. I'd never ridden a motorcycle before, but I'd done a lot of other kind of motorsports and um I was a snowboard instructor and kind of was thinking about going into amateur snowboarding competitions when I was young uh, before I got a pretty bad injury. And it's always been, I've been a little bit of a daredevil, as you said. So it was kind of fun. I got to do this pretty intense, like, I don't want to call it a chase because I was chasing after other people ultimately, but they were kind of ways off. But I was cruising on the motorcycle in one of the scenes. And, you know, I got to do that out in the middle of the desert with, I had these police cops, like, almost like a mile back and a mile in front of me. There was nobody on the road, and I was kind of open road without a helmet. You know, and everything was safe and done to the best of the abilities. But, you know, and they say, I had a stunt guy there, and they're like, no, we can get the stunt guy to do it. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm definitely doing this. I got my motorcycle license for a reason. So it was pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it, and there was a ton of stunts in the movie, a lot of fights and action. It's a post-apocalyptic Western. So it was really cool to be a p- part of a project that was kind of Mad Max-esque, you know, set in this kind of, like, Western future, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got guts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a little nuts, I guess. <laughs> In a good way, I think so. <laughs> um, so uh, you, you also have a few other uh, short films uh, coming out. I uh, the Road Between and On the Left Bank. Yeah. yeah, those um the On the Left Bank we shot in Seattle. I was a big part of kind of getting that going. That's a um a short film that we're developing. Place in the uh, 1920s. And it's in Paris, actually, and we shot it in Seattle. So that was a pretty <laughs> interesting process. Um, you know, it's ultimately a short, and we're going to run the festival circuit. It was really cool to be part of that. And the other one was a um, a good friend of mine who's a filmmaker I've been kind of collaborating with. Uh, he, Brett Sorum, he's kind of an up-and-coming director, I feel, in, in that world. And he's been winning some festivals, and he's got uh, he's been at some of the, uh, the big festivals. So, you know, you do these shorts a lot kind of to gain traction and kind of go after the things that you wouldn't be able to necessarily do when you're starting out as an actor to kind of tackle other things and different projects. And myself, I've been a filmmaker for a long time. I actually started behind the camera. So it's kind of another side of myself that I keep fulfilling. So my, I've got a kind of production group I'm trying to get going. And so that, that's another side of my filmmaking mind and it, it fulfills the other side for me so I'm kind of trying to bring both the two together and 
it's been a pretty cool process. Now we're trying to kind of take these projects and build them up into these features and do something big with them. So, what do you enjoy about producing? Like, how's that different from you know just acting in a film? What do you enjoy creatively from that? Um, you know, producing actually is a very creative means. You're right, and it it kind of fulfills my. I was actually an engineering major originally. Um, before I got into acting, that's a whole other story. But my, uh, I think it kind of fulfills that technical side of myself. And I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, and I, I really like to just see something from the ground up and turn it into something. And you know, it's really cool to see everything start from almost nothing, just a script, and really be part of the process and develop it into this living thing in a way that someone can watch and feel and understand and relate to. And you know, you get to kind of figure out what works with that and what doesn't. And it, it's all these moving parts, and I'm a really high-energy, go-get-it kind of guy. And, it, you know, it really allows me to really focus my mind and energy on that when I'm not acting. I put a lot of work into my acting. My acting is my major passion. But you get a lot of downtime as an actor, too. You're kind of ultimately waiting for kind of other people to cast you and stuff. So it gives me an opportunity to kind of, like, turn and keep myself busy and also be productive at the same time and use that time really good or, you know, use it well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm actually directing a lot, too, because of my acting training and background. So it's kind of a split between producing and directing. Um, more now producing, or I'm sorry, more now directing. So it's more of a half-and-half half split. It used to be a lot more producing, but I've been kind of being pushed by some people I've worked it with to do more directing because they think that I've really got that side kind of handled as well since I've been shooting films since I was, like, six. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. At a young age, yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking professional films here, but you yeah, know, but you, you, already you have, learn the language. So. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, you already have the interest in it at such a young age. I think it's it's wonderful. You're so multifaceted, you know, on all the different levels. Um, well, yeah, well, it's really it, you know it's cool, and that's the thing I would tell any like young filmmakers out there, or people interested in acting or film, is just. It's not as hard as you think. Just go out there and do it, especially now when you've got iPhones and iMovie and all this. Like When I started, it was just like, you know, basically it was very hard to get your footage onto it. I was just when they were starting to do digital where you could kind of like take tape video and put it on a digital and edit it digitally. And it was, you know, so I definitely had that advantage because, you know, I wouldn't have had access to like actual film cutting and editing. But, uh, you know, these days you can edit right on your iPhone. So it's really cool. You can, I mean, we're getting a lot of, filmmakers that never would have been able to be in the business before so well that sounds great and uh i look forward to seeing you in uh, justified and of course the uh see you on days of our lives uh and well, thanks so much. of men all these different projects you certainly have a lot going on and it sounds like you've got <laughs> a, a very multifaceted career ahead of you where you're acting and producing and directing and uh, good luck to you I appreciate it. Thank you so much for chatting. It was a good good talking to you. So. Keep up with future interviews on Outtakes. Follow me at Laurie's Outtakes on Twitter or like the Outtakes on Blog Talk Radio Facebook page. Until next time. <laughs>